Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Idly, hey! Welcome to another episode of the Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! <laughs> now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to yet another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a video and audio podcast where we interview your favorite actors and celebrities from film and television, music, comedy, and more. And today, I tell you, the Borrego interviews, we're going to have so many for you. Uh, but I'm excited about this one. We're chatting with actor Nicholas Gonzalez. Um, he is a part of this fantastic project. And of course, if you ever watched The Good Doctor, you would recognize him from that as well, among many other things. Nicholas, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. Well, let's dig right in. Borrego is just a fantastic film. Um, yes, and of course, I've had the privilege of watching this. Um, I've watched it a couple times uh, in between uh, press junkets. And, and I just tell you, every time I watch it, I kind of find myself seeing a little bit more than what I saw the first time because I feel like this show has a lot of different layers and you know there's a lot of themes that we're talking about but let's talk about your character uh which is very centered and pointed for the story and sort of um what your hope and expectation is uh for people who get a chance to watch it i, I really do hope people do get a chance to watch it and i hope no one is ever dissuaded thinking you know it's a a, a straight border story or you know cartel thing it's um it's it's the layers we don't get, you know, and in, in yes. those representations in so many of those films. That this is the antithesis of that, you know, which is the answer. Um, so there's there's texture, there's there's life, there's humanity, and, and ideally, I hope people watch it and um, get a different perspective, Brett. You know, yeah, hundred percent. And um, I his name escapes me, but we were talking about this the other day. Um, about the fact that this is not what you would expect. It's not a typical cartel. Film, you know, like, yes. And, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> My brain is like all over the place right now. Yeah. Um, how, but many you, times, how many times is your voice ever going to go back to Lena? You know, you met, yeah. you met one. Was one like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and uh, you know, it's not. Yeah, he's great. It, it, it's there's not. It's not the trope of like you know the cartel type films like a Sicario, no. which are all great movies. But really, what you see is uh, you know a lot of humanity in some of these characters. The background of all that, you know, this is the the this is the the um the collateral damage if if you uh, you can say of it. You know, this is adjacent in in ways that I think is what we're talking about is like we're now getting a fully fleshed out character, not some tropes. Yeah, and that's that's definitely something that I picked up on initially. And, sure. you know, the question is, you know, how far is somebody uh, willing to go, whether it be for freedom in this particular case or um, family, good versus evil, and kind of sort of pushing those uh, stereotypical boundaries of um, what this kind of story. I mean, there's clearly bigger themes here than just that. There's, there's, you definitely get there's, a- there's a definitely like one of the larger, larger themes that I didn't really even consider in some ways of of the way it comes around full circle. I'm not going to ruin anything by telling you Ellie is a woman who's escaping and she's escaping addiction and and um, horrible accident, something she's responsible for and and um and that's my understanding i mean honestly well we all as actors have our own stories with with but what ellie is going on uh, going through and um then there is drug trafficking that is happening in this film of fentanyl which is the exact you know kind of drugs that that they were then um addicted to you know and, and then really seeing the different sides of you know this wheel that it creates this wheel of pain you know of, of not only with the addict but then how is it brought, you know, how is this, this demand, this, uh, demand supplied, you know, this, yeah. Demand. And what, how it just, responsible as people of having this demand for these drugs. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, just, um, even as we're talking about this, you know, some of these scenes are replaying over in my head, right. uh, about just, you know, the whole thing. So h- how did you get involved with the project? Because I know, this originally the idea was a short film at first and then it sort of kind of progressed into um, a full length feature, um, which I think it's always great when something like that is being done and then it has the opportunity to sort of germinate and grow. Right. That's always everybody's, you know, wish for, you know, short of like, I'm going to do this because I want to do the feature or something. And Jesse did, but I think it also goes to show that, you know, looking at and me as the actor, you asking how I got involved. Um, I knew a couple of the producers who came to me about this part and, um, and then told me about this kid, you know, I say kid, but, uh, Jesse Harris, um, who's the writer and director. And, um, you know, I said, send me the script and, and I just immediately was like, yeah, I want to do this one, you know? And then you just kept hearing about the people that were involved, you know, Lucy Hale's involved and, you know, we go back to, um, uh, we go back to the days of, of, you know, Pretty Little Liars, and but even more so, you know, both obviously grown uh, since then. And um, But there's uh, just beautiful work being done by her, and she was a producer on this as well, so, you know, it's something that she's very invested in. Um, and then as the the cast just started to populate with an incredible lineup of, of people that I was already a fan of, you know. Um, I've been on Narcos myself, but I'm a bigger fan of, of the show than, than anything of, than being a part of it myself. And, um, you know, Leonard's performance and then Jorge's performance on that show, I, I was just kind of so excited to work with them. And, and it ended up being everything I would hope it, it would be. And, you know, I walked away with uh, two really great friends as well. 
Yeah, and that, there's a lesson to be learned here, I think, too, is that um, on a side note, if you are a content creator or you're involved in anything, you know, I think there's no reason to not do something because you just never know what the end product could be. You know, I'm sure, I mean, everybody has these ideas of what they want to do and, and things like that, but I think we often stand in place of ourselves and prevent ourselves from taking that leap because what once was probably, you know, I'm sure in the long scheme of things is like, we want to make it a feature as you mentioned, but right. not really knowing that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden one thing leads to another, uh, people like yourself get involved to support it and, and lift it up. And then next thing you know, um, you have a feature film you've switching gears. sir. you've been a part of a lot of great projects. And, you know, again, we've mentioned the good doctor, but, other films and television shows, Narcos, and a lot of things throughout your career. But what was it, Nicholas, that interested you and and made you desire to become a storyteller or an actor? Mm -hmm. Was there a defining moment or did it just kind of happen and translate over time? Well, I do, I do remember pretty vividly leaving a performance. I, I want to say it was probably like, I don't know. I think it was like a Les Miserables or something like that. And I remember watching this performance and leaving and saying, I want to do that. And people are like, Oh, you want to, you know, like get the applause when you're, you know, at the end and be, I go, no, I just, I want to like, I want to do what was done to me. Like I, I, I felt something, I felt like moved, you know, I felt taken somewhere. I felt challenged. Um, and I was like, I want to make, I want to make people feel like that. <laughs> I didn't quite understand yeah. what it was yet. And for me, being a storyteller was being a little brother who always fought for attention, you know, and had a very vivid imagination when he ended up on his own. And I was a latchkey kid, you know, it was a lot of things that, you know, and I don't know for your viewers who don't know what a latchkey kid is, you know, was those of us that grew up in the 80s when it was like mama had to go to work. I was one for sure. And yeah, we literally definitely. Had around our neck. Yeah. <laughs> off by the carpool and go and then go inside and drink Doritos and Dr. Pepper all day. So mom got and watch television. Yeah. Until mom came home from work. I grew up evening. on that. I grew up, you know, but I didn't think growing up as a kid in San Antonio, Texas, I didn't think I'd become an actor. Um, you just didn't think about it then. Now there's acting classes everywhere and there's photographers who will take your headshots. But then I thought you had to grow up in Hollywood or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'm very curious, and I think our listeners would find this fascinating as well. Again, when you are a part of something um, for so long, such as a television show or a series, as an actor, I, I'm assuming, and, and I think it's probably true that you're always looking for new and creative ways to, you know, expand yourself and do things. How do you know when you're doing something for a long period of time? when it's time to sort of go, okay, I, I want to do something else, if that makes any sense. Not anything specific, but I'm just very curious yeah. how as an actor or as a creative, you yeah. kind of make those decisions. Well, when you say I want to do something else, meaning when I decide to take on another project. Yeah, take on another project. Like, let's know, say I mean, you... I think there's also a natural progression. I think acting okay. is tired of, of, gosh, I know I have no say other than my performance that day. I have no say what's going to end up in the edit. I have no say how they're going to do everything else. I have no say. So there is, there is a natural progression that you ask yourself of like, do I produce? Do I make sure I'm okay. part of 
this process because you're a storyteller who, you know, wants a bit of a say in how the story is told because you, sure. you, you care about it. And that's the interesting thing when you were talking about the, the short and something that you care enough about to hang on to, the, to see it through to that dream of, of becoming a, a feature because it has something to say and, and Borrego has something to say and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, I think I I had an interview last year. I was talking to some of the cast of Shameless mm. on Showtime and as that show had come to an end, they had brought new characters in and new characters out. And it seemed like when you have a machine like that or any network show and it just is well-oiled and you come on, you do your thing and then you leave... I would imagine if you are a creative, you probably do get to that place that you just mentioned where you kind of want to be a little bit more involved in the process, which I think makes sense because unless you just, it really doesn't matter uh, to some people, but, well, but I, also, I really like your honesty. But it also depends on the on the project, you know, because sure. there are some things where you're like, all right, this I get to go and have fun and, and shoot, uh, you know, show with people and we're just out there knocking around and they tell us where to stand and what to do and then, I get to go over and do, you know, Borrego, you know, and so it, it really depends. There's just things that you, you focus on differently. And as an artist, I think even allowing yourself to be called that, um, and knowing that it, there's just, we work in so many different genres too. And it's, that's the exciting thing I think now is that because there's no, there isn't really much of a line, you know, you, everyone, sure. everyone can do anything really in the, in the sense of, as an actor, in the, in the sense of, you can produce your own show. You can, there's, you know, there's no excuse. It's because people are doing it, you know? Um, yeah. But it's open to the people, you know, it's there and it's a uh, available process. I absolutely love that. And again, you know, it brings to mind another conversation with somebody and this show was on Snapchat. And the point of it was, is like, like if you want to create something, there's no reason why you shouldn't because there's, you know, no reason to, nobody to stop you, so to speak. Well, if it's, uh, bad, let, let's be honest, if it's bad, please. Of course. Yeah. Create it. Um, yeah. If it's terrible. Yeah. Those and become the benefactors for those that can do it. Well, I love it. Well, one last question. Um, I love it. Uh, probably one of the most honest conversations I've had in a while. Um, let's please, let's always be Brett, you and me. Yeah, Absolutely. How do you define success as a creative? What is the bar or the rubric for you uh, to go, okay, this is, obviously I'm doing something that I love and am passionate about, but is there a specific definition for Nicholas about success and how that looks for you as, as a creative and a storyteller as, as we've talked about so far? I, I think, unfortunately, success, the definition changes changes okay. constantly and it changes different points and for me right now i'm feeling hella successful right now with with my two little ones my lovely wife and um there's a lot going on in the world and and we're we're all here together and um i feel like i'm at a point where work doesn't i, I used to center my life completely around my work and it didn't mean that it meant more than it does now it just means that my life is 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 the most important thing because that's the only thing I can bring into my work. If I'm the same person giving you what you know I'm giving you uh, from 20 years ago, you know I, I, <laughs> I better start looking for other work. So I got to live my life 
to make you want to watch <laughs> the lives we portray, right? And that, yeah, I, I love it. I think anybody can take into your life, you know. I don't know where that. That's goes. great. I don't know what that was like. Like I, the guy who does the. <laughs> I love it. You're doing the Disney, uh, the Disney, Disney point. I love it. Well, again, Borrego is fantastic. It'll be available to watch and stream soon. Please do it. And all these interviews will be available in short order. Nicholas, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.